All right. Episode two, Point and Pivot. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Myself, Nick Stewart, and my co-host, Sean Driscoll, here to talk about the fantasy landscape, NBA hoops in general. Pretty hot week in the NBA. It's, it's been incredibly hot this week. It's been a good week. Absolutely. Glad to be back. Um, let's jump right in. I mean, like yeah, we said, hot week, a lot of players trending up, few trending down. Let's start with, you know, fantasy players trending up. Who do you got? Uh, my number one man, I'm going to have to say is Sangoon. He's been he's been absolutely nuts this past week. Uh, Triple-double the other night, went for 33 and 15, four blocks, six assists. Uh, I know Kevin Porter Jr. is back, I believe, um, but even despite him coming back, uh, Sangoon's just been handing out the rock, the rock. He's just been going crazy. Yeah, that's my that's my number one trending up guy. I'm not gonna argue with that. Uh, he's been going off. You know, we talked about the Rockets being a bad team, but gives guys like Sangoon an opportunity to get out there and and show what he can do. I think there's gonna be a market for him at some point. Um, if the Rockets don't give him money, somebody will. So we'll see how that progresses. Uh, for me, Walker Kessler. He's been going absolutely bananas. I think two nights ago he had 21 rebounds against Minnesota, um, and that's Rudy Gobert. Old, t- yes. you know, he was part of that trade, and I think that worked out for the Jazz. It seems like at least he's trending upward. And, you know, he's had a few games where he's. I mean, he's definitely having double doubles almost every night. He had a seven block performance against the Magic, so trending upwards, in my opinion you know, going after top five and rookie of the year race right now too. Big time. I mean, I, I watched him when he played for Auburn and, you know, he looked NBA ready from his first game out there. And then he got out and Danny Ainge, he's always got the vision, man. Yeah. You never can sleep on Ainge. So. You're not you're not biased at all. No, not a little bit, but he's hooping. <laughs> he's, he's going crazy. Got to recognize that. Uh, my next guy that I do have uh, trending up, I'd say Jalen Williams from OKC. Yeah. The, the guard, not the big man. He, uh, Jalen Williams, man, the past couple of weeks, he's just been unreal for a rookie. And uh, I think he is even kind of someone that you could sprinkle into that rookie of the year ladder. I'm not, I don't think he'll win it, but he's, you know, his name should be in the conversation of being a top rookie from this class. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a fair thing to say. I think, he still is a young guy, like against Brooklyn, he had one point, but before that he had 20, 22. So like, yeah, still hey. rookie, still a young guy, like getting his roots. But I think I, I could definitely agree with you that he is definitely trending upward. Rooks are going to rook, man. You know, he's, Rooks he's, are going to rook. You know, at one point we, we worry about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think another guy you could throw in there that's doing pretty well from my perspective, trending upward, Porzingis. The Zingas, mm-hmm. he hasn't been relevant the past three seasons. It was a, a wash in Dallas. Now he's getting comfortable with Washington, not saying the Wizards are any good, but he's starting to play well. He's trending upward, in my opinion. 
He's looking damn good. The The thing that sucked about him in uh, Dallas was just the fact that it seemed like him and Luca couldn't mesh, which, you know, it would have been really fun to watch that. And it also seemed like Carlisle didn't really know how to utilize his skills. So it's I'm glad to see him just really going crazy in uh, Washington right now. It's it's great yeah. to see. And he's, staying, and he's staying healthy. Yeah, that's the main thing. I think staying healthy – and he's starting to put up those points that he was before. I mean, he had a 32-point game the other night against Golden State. So yeah. someone to watch, I think, definitely as the season progresses. Also, maybe someone to watch as trades start happening. But he seems like he's happy and comfortable in Washington, so hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, I agree. I, I love seeing him in a Wizards uniform. Yeah. You've got another big white guy on your turning upwards list. I do, man. And I, I know I talked about him last time, too. But my boy Mason Plumley, he, he's just <laughs> – you know, I, I gotta you gotta love a, a center that can pass the ball, but he also will snag you a double double. Like it's fantasy wise, you just can't beat it. You know, it, he's always a triple double threat because pretty much anybody is nowadays. Yeah. So, so it's uh, it's it's you know, I I love having him, and he's been dropping fifty bombs left and right. So it's can't beat it. You can't beat it. Anybody that puts up. 15 points, 15 rebounds is going to do well for you in fantasy. So he's that kind of guy this year, which I dropped him not too long ago, so I wasn't too happy about that. Uh, He's definitely been performing pretty well. (laughs) Definitely trending upward, I would agree with you. I think my last guy trending upward would be Damian Lillard. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Lillard's always up, but I think at this point in the season, which we'll talk about somebody who's trending down, Aphrodite Simons. I just feel like he's picking up the slack there, and I feel like um, he's really showing what he's made of. And we'll talk about it later in the show. I don't know why he's still in Portland or why he's so loyal to that city because it doesn't seem like they've done much for him other than make him a very wealthy man. Hey, they got him Jeremy Grant. Ah, yeah, which that's a disappointment in its own. But, I mean, he the past five games he went – 44 against Denver, 40 against Dallas, 36 against Dallas, 50 against Cleveland, and 30 against the Magic. Good night. At last seven seven days, he's averaging 42 a game. So six of seven. That's who he is, though. That's who he is. He's just yeah. the guy that will go out there and cook your favorite team. Absolutely. So I would say he's – I mean, he's always great, but he's definitely trending up and up past good at this point. Yeah. I, I – couldn't agree more. Yeah, he's been after the uh, I, I drafted him last year and that was just a garbage time. So I'm, I'm glad to see him doing his thing again. Good. Yeah, that uh, it's just one of those things in Portland where you don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of a mess, but hopefully they can figure it out with the pieces that they have. I think, you know, we can move into the trending down at this point and who I just mentioned, Simons. Mm, that's why. I think that's why Lillard's going so playing so well right now is because he's picking up the slack there. But what are your thoughts on Simons and how he's kind of turning down? Uh, he's kind of a guy that needs the ball to really do to play his game. Yeah. Um, and obviously with Lillard on the court, that's not always going to be an option. Um, Lillard's just too insane. But uh, with that said, he's he hasn't been terrible playing next to Lillard. I wouldn't say, oh, you know, drop him. He's he's garbage. Yeah. It's just. Uh, you know, he's not what you're hoping for. He's getting you 25, maybe 30 a night, and once in a while popping off for 40, which is just not the uh, the guy that you drafted him for. Right. 
And I think last year he really had the opportunity, kind of like DeJounte Murray. They both had just massive opportunity and they really took a hold of it and did amazing things. But this year, that opportunity isn't there. And now we're seeing how they're able to do alongside a star. Well, and that's the other thing too. They got Nurkic, they've got Grant. I just, I don't understand how they're not good. Mm, That's just a Portland thing though. It is. It is just a Portland thing, but with that many guys, I mean, they have four guys in their starting lineup that can give you 20 easy a night. That's true. That's true. Well, I don't know. I, but yeah, I, I mean, I would agree. I mean, honestly, if we're talking, Nurkic has been trending a little bit down the past few games too. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just something going on in Portland. They don't like how the air smelling. It could, be a, it could be a culture thing, to be honest with you. You know, it's, it, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, they're a pretty tight knit group. So, you know, that's good to see. And, uh, I don't think we're going to hear anything from them about what it could be, to be honest. It's Absolutely just, not. <laughs> it's always going to be us wondering. And like you said, it's just a Portland thing. So, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's number one on the trending down, I'd say. Um, who else you got on that list? Uh, I'm going to have to throw in Kuzma, to be honest with you. he, um, I have him, and uh, – He's had a one good game since I traded for him. Everything else has been kind of so-so, middle of the pack kind of scoring. Yeah. Um, he, I'm hoping he can pick it back up, but it's hard to say whenever him, Beal, and KP are playing together. It's, it's a toss-up on who's really going to be that lead guy any given night. Yeah, and I think it's one thing people might disagree with you just because he had a 40-point game sprinkled in there, but it's just like – I don't know. It's one of those things where you can't just drop 40 out of nowhere and be a franchise player. You got to do that consistently. Like Lillard is doing the past seven games when somebody's slacking, he's picking up the slack. The wizards aren't a good team. They're another team. That's weird too. They have a lot of pieces and it's just not wins just aren't coming from it. So I would agree with you on that one. I think he's just not consistent enough to be even, even at this point, I would agree. He's trending downward. Yeah, and I hate to say it because I, I do like Guzman's game, but uh, it's it's hard to have him sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He, he might be a cool guy, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't they all in the NBA? <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> my, my trending down, you know, he was limited, had some injury, uh, but Kyle Lowry, he has not, not been very good, in my opinion. Um, I think the highest, yeah, it was back in December 26th was he had 18 points, five rebounds, nine assists. That was his best game I think he had in a month or so. He's trending downward even when he's healthy. He's he's just not what he used to be, and I think he's a potential trade target for some teams. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of fighting for a, a spot on the roster right now. So that might be messing with him, and I know he, you know he's got some injuries going on too, but. Just not doing it for me. Putting up uh, games like, let's see, against the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Nuggets, all back-to-back. He had six points, five points, and three points. Ooh. So I would, I think it's safe to say he's training downwards. Yeah, I mean, just with the opportunity available on that Miami squad, they're so, they're so deep, honestly. I think people forget how deep that team is. Yeah. Uh, especially at the guard rotation. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's getting older, and not to say he's not an asset, but, you know, they have some other players that can really do some damage, and they might not opt to go Lowry boy. 
I just get Chris Paul vibes from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. You had a hot take. We were talking about it before the show. You want to share what that is? Because I honestly, at Lori Marketing, I know we talked about it. Well, you-, you said he was trending down, and I disagreed. I, I don't think, I think if anything, he's staying level with a, a certain level that he's at. Yeah, and I think I was uh, mistaken because I'm looking at his stats right now, and he seems like he's doing pretty well. <laughs> hey, hard to put your nose up at him, man. He's, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, that was one of those things in my head. I hadn't heard heard about him in a few games, and I just figured he was trending downward. I guess he went from you know a 50-point game to 21. That could be trending downwards in some eyes. I I see the argument for it, but uh, if a guy's still netting you almost 50 fantasy points a game, it's – it's hard to be upset about yeah. it. I'm not going to sit here and, and defend my my statement on that because it was it was just wrong. If we're being honest, he's uh, been he's been the truth there in Utah this year. He has, and Utah's. I mean, Utah's a good team. They they've got good pieces. They're currently sitting in a playoff spot. I just yep. we talked about it a lot last week. I just yeah, Danny Ainge, man. There's there's nothing else to it. He just knows how to play on him. You cannot sleep on Danny Ainge. That's if you take anything away from this podcast ever, just don't sleep on Danny Ainge. Don't sleep on Danny Ainge. And if he ever comes to your franchise and graces you with his presence, you will probably have a hundred first round picks and a great starting five two years after. Indeed. It, yeah. Anyway, on to the next. Yeah. So that's that's all we had for trending down. Um, I think this is probably a good time to transition into everybody's most everybody's favorite time of the year in the NBA, because usually there's a lot going on the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of names on the block this year. Um, a lot of big names too. I mean, team, some guys that could really come out and take a contender to the next level. In my opinion, guys like Bogdanovich, Eric Gordon, there's even guys like Van Fleet OG are on there. DeAndre Ayton, Miles Turner, Terry Rozier, John Collins. I mean, the list goes on. Um, it always does. It always goes on like that, though. Who is your most, I guess, who are you most excited for to see get dealt this, this oh, trip? I'm going to have to say Poto. I, I think he's probably one of the more slept-on centers in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, great, great rebounder, fantastic inside game. Uh, yeah, he's just a great piece to have. And the Spurs are asking for what two first rounds? They've been asking for it since before the season started. Yeah, I think that's a pretty reasonable price for a fantastic piece. I agree. I think if a team like the Clippers had any draft picks left after that Paul George deal, they could. I mean, that would be a great fit. Um, Zubac's good, but he's not consistent, and that would be he'd be a great backup for Paul. So I'd agree with that. Who else do you think he would fit in? With. I'm gonna have to say uh I mean damn I hate to say it my Celtics they would he would be great there uh they only have two real bigs in Rob Williams and Al Horford yeah. their next biggest guy is Grant Williams who's really like a four three kind of guy so I think uh just having I you know what I'm I'm sleeping on Luke Cornett the uh the the jump shot incinerator you know you can't hit it <laughs> I, yeah. I, would, I would take Poato over Cornette any day of the week. So I think that's fair fair to say. Yeah, hey, that guy plays with a high IQ, though. I'll give him that. Yeah, he does. And that, <laughs> I mean, he's 
the Celtics just, I don't think there's a bad player on their roster. So no, I don't want to make this a, a Celtics jerk off sesh. I was just throwing them out there. Well, uh, and it's okay though. It's okay to talk about the best team in the NBA right now. That's true. That's true. I just happen to be a fan. All right. Yeah, exactly. I think he, that would be a good fit. I think I want to say the Mavs, but anytime a big guy goes there, it doesn't seem to ever work out. I feel like Luca just doesn't compliment big men. So, although I I would love to see if they were able to keep Wood and and Luca and maybe deal Spencer Dinwiddie some picks or something, yeah, Reggie Bullock, I don't know some stuff like that, and get Potal. That would be uh, I I think that would I don't know if they're winning anything, but. Honestly, anything's possible with Luca on your squad. And if you had a guy like that, you know, it could be huge for them. I think the last team I would send him to would be the Warriors. <laughs> really? I feel like they are six in the West now. They're trending back upward. Mm. I think they're probably going to make the playoffs and probably make some noise. And if you add a guy like that, I mean – Looney's been their anchor for how many years at center? Like, if you bring in a guy like Poetel, who knows what he could do? I know they're still trying to figure out the James Wiseman situation, but mm-hmm. honestly, maybe even trade Wiseman for a guy like Poetel. Yeah, why not throw? I mean, I could see uh, Greg Popovich working his magic on on Wiseman. Yeah, agreed. So, and especially I, if they get Wemby, then it's over. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I, uh, I, I think you know he's a big big piece and a lot of people are probably going to go after him two first round picks is not that crazy of an asking price for a guy like that and i'm surprised at how low it was to be honest with you well i think the spurs are in danny age mode they're just stacking picks and they're you know trying to be like the thunder even with sam pressy he was stacking picks and that worked out for them too so i think Popovich is obviously at the end of his career and he probably wants to leave the team in a good state on his way out. So that's probably what he's trying to do. Yeah, I, I hear that. And especially after how historic his career has been there, it's, it's you know, it's all he could do. At least he can yeah. do. I think the biggest name in the trade market right now, at least the guy who's playing the best is Bogdanovich from the mm. Pistons. Yep. He's just a solid, I mean, he's solid. He's a, he'll, yeah. give, he'll give you 20 a night, no question. He can play with just about any team. He fits in well with a lot of different people. Yep. No, he fits the modern NBA like a glove. It's yeah. uh, exactly. No, I, I, and especially being on the Pistons, he's got endless opportunity right now to really showcase what he can do. And I right. think it's attracting a lot of teams. Uh, I mean, you put him on a team like the Mavs, in my opinion, that mm. would be dangerous. If Luca had a knockdown shooter like that, yep. he's got some good shooters than like Bullock and they're not consistent enough. So like you bring a guy like that, who's shooting 40% from three. I think that adds a lot of value. And I think too, with the New Orleans Pelicans is probably the best location. Mm. I mean, imagine adding him to that roster. Yeah. They, that, then they, would, then they become deep. Do you think he would end up starting there? Or do you think he'd be a bench piece for him though? I think he would probably start. Yeah, you could throw Bi on on the at the four if he stops being uh, a puss. That's yeah. true. And then they're, I mean, then like defensively too, they've got Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes, Dyson Daniels, Jose Alvarado. Like then they're deep on the bench. That's true. That's and they're really- third, they're third in the West without Brandon Ingram right now. So, 
yeah, and he's he's maybe the motor that drives them other than Zion. Right. You could argue CJ, but yeah, well, and that's the other thing. I mean, you've got CJ out there, Bogdanovich, both of those guys can knock down whatever you want, and then Zion crashing in the lane. It's just like who do you waste your time defending? Like, yeah. So I think that's that's pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, right. So I think that would be probably the best fit, in my opinion. I don't know if you have any other opinions on that, but no, I think uh, honestly the the idea of Bohan going to Dallas is a really intriguing one, and I I like that a lot. To be, I, I would love to see Dallas start doing some things. I agree. I think that would be intriguing. I don't think a lot of other teams. I don't. Even, I think the asking price was also some first round picks and. Okay. So I, I don't know if other teams in the East have that to offer, but I think that's a big one. One question I had for you, and uh, there's been a lot of drama around him lately, is the John Wall show. He's mm-hmm. on the block. They said they want to trade him. Um, he's been kind of speaking out against the Rockets organization and what was going on there, yep. kind of trash talking some of those young guys. If yeah. you're a, a contender right now, do you want John Wall? Mm, uh, honestly, yeah, I'll take him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not kind of a no-brainer. If uh, I, I'm fronting like I wouldn't, absolutely. You know, he's uh, just an incredible player. And, you know, he hasn't played for the past couple of years because he's been wasting away in Houston. They mutually yeah. agreed, you know, we're not going to play this year. We're tanking. And uh, then he just stopped playing. Um, and now he's back and playing on a Clippers squad that's pretty deep. Um, and I don't know if they're really playing him like, they want him to, and he's yeah. only getting about 20 minutes a game. So it's uh, if uh, if you were to go to a contender like, say, the Lakers or something, that could be looking pretty nice. Yeah, I think if he plays 33, 35 minutes a game, he could probably put up some pretty serious numbers. I think he still has it, in my opinion. Yeah. Lakers yeah. would be a good fit. Like, are the Lakers in tank mode, or are they going to try to make the playoffs? That's like – I'm actually realizing I called them a contender, and I don't know why I said that. They, uh, they're well, it's, it's fair to like think like LeBron's teams are contender yeah. every year. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I would. I don't know. I could see him going there. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to think of other teams that are kind of in desperate need for a point that are in the contention. Um, the and that's that's tougher to think about. The Heat. The Heat, yes. Despite the fact that they are so stacked, uh, they can definitely move some of those guys and get him. Because I know the Clippers would like to have more than uh, Reggie to rely upon. Right. Yeah, I think that would be a good fit. I just don't really see him fitting on any other team that's in the top right now, to be honest. I'll be honest, I don't think he ends up getting moved at all. Uh, I think he just, they keep him. I, I I doubt he goes anywhere. Which is yeah. kind of boring, but it, it, the Clippers aren't a bad fit for him. They're not, and I think if they start giving him the minutes that they told him they were going to originally, yeah. that'd be great. We'll see what happens. Um. Okay, next guy we got here. Let's do John Collins. He's an interesting guy on the block. Yeah, he's been on the block every year since 2018. I don't know. He's always been on the block. He's a guy I would like on my team, that's for sure. Even though he's had a poor season and he really has been trending down lately, mm. I think I would Indiana Pacers would do well. I think we could swap Miles out, bring him in, or even keep Miles and play Collins at the four. 
I don't if know. Miss that. That would be a dirty squad. Agreed. I think there's just too many mouths in Atlanta for him to really be the guy that he can be. Well, and frankly, I would hate to play with Trey Young. Just the way he carries himself as a teammate. He's not a leader by any means. I don't think anybody would in that locker room would probably speak up and say that he was a leader. I don't know if you saw he just got fined for not flying back with the team after the playoff loss last year. Boy. Yeah, it's just like things like that. I, I would hate to play with him. He's just like, let me score 50 points and lose and lose. That's really all he, you know, it's like Yeah, I I you know, he did carry them in a couple rounds uh through different playoff series, but like New York, he ate them alive. It's uh yeah, but it's tough because if you don't have a leader that doesn't lead, then it's it's going to shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like John Collins could be on an up and coming team. I don't know if he's like a guy you want to go after as a contender mm. just because he's not consistent enough right now. But like a guy, a team like the Pacers sitting in the eighth spot, like might finish top eight. We'll see. Halliburton being hurt, that hurts us. And I think that could bring on a full tank mode if if he stays out. Um, but I think a team like that would be a good fit. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to God that he comes back soon because uh, I mean I, I saw the injury and it looked brutal, but it didn't look season ending. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like he's our franchise guy now. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be careful with it. Even if he's like ready to go, if there's any any doubt from the training staff, he's not gonna be able to play. Yeah. So I've got guys like Mathern to rely on, so it'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. And Mathern's been playing great. So I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy with that pick. I think he'll work out in the future too. So I do just want to shout out y'all's point guard, uh McConnell there. He went crazy the other night. He did. He's one of those guys that will just come out of nowhere and go nuts. He's also one of those guys that has more energy than anybody in the NBA. Yeah. When he's on the court, like I would hate to play against him. He's fucking everywhere. Yeah, he's got a, a crazy motor on him. Rare yeah. breed. Yeah, he put up 29-9-5. Say it again. He did it in really low minutes. Yeah. 32 minutes in that game. Okay. But the games before that, I mean, he had 24 minutes, he had 13, 11, and 8 in 24 minutes. Game before that, 24 minutes, he had 13, 7, and 7. So it's like, yeah, small minutes, but he's producing. He's yep. he's just one of those guys that, like, in the regular season, he's going to produce because he tries harder than everybody else. Yep, preach. So I, I, we're at that point in the NBA where, especially in, at that point in the season when when guys are like, Okay, I might be saving some of this for later in the year. I'm not going to play defense. McConnell can do whatever he wants. <laughs> like you know, gotta love having a money squad though. Yeah. So, is there anybody else on the trade block that you feel we haven't mentioned that is worth noting or that you're excited for? Probably Rozier. I'm gonna say yeah. Rozier. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week. He doesn't really fit in on the Hornets anymore. Um, but he could be great on a contender or even a semi-contender, just yeah. being a veteran guy to kind of come in, get some buckets, and talk to the young fellas. And I'd love to see him in Memphis off, the, off the bench. He'd yeah. Be, that'd be just a spark. 
And I think he'd be a great leader for some of those younger guys too. Yeah, that'd be real spicy. Yeah. So I would like to see that. Um, I feel like his asking price probably isn't too high, especially since he's got a big contract that they're probably just trying to unload. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Grizzlies would be fun. Yeah, would be I would be all about that. I would love to see them deal uh, Dylan Brooks off that squad. Hate that guy. <laughs> easy to hate. He's easy to hate, but he's good to have around. I'd say. Uh, that's fair. I just I can't stand his game sometimes. He like in my mind is like a Draymond ask of like you hate him but like if he's on your team you don't hate him at all that's fair that's fair yeah i got marcus squad on my or marcus smart on my squad so that's yep. fair you know how it is yeah all right i understand exactly i think uh one more guy that i would like to note for the trade deadline that i've been hearing a lot about d'angelo russell he's they that came out today that he's on the block i just don't know it's kind of like the John Wall thing. I don't know if you're a contender, like, do you really want him on your squad? Probably not. Yeah. Like he, and that's the other thing too, is it's hard to say like contenders because the contenders have their start, like their starting five. They have their, probably their rock solid point guard for the most part. Like, I just feel like he'd come in and fuck that all up if he went to a, a team like the Nuggets or the Celtics, which obviously they would never do, but like the Bucks, Sixers, like any of those teams, it just would fuck everything up. Yep. So I don't know where he would go. I think he might go to some shitty team that he doesn't want to play for and then he'll re-sign somewhere else. But that's just kind of how it goes. No, and he, he's one of those guys. He needs the ball and it's uh, just long been established that doesn't work. Yep. D-Lo. <laughs> yeah, sure doesn't. I think he'd be he could be interesting on like a maybe Phoenix Suns team, something like that. I could see that. Them dealing uh Chris Paul for D or something. I mean they need to make the playoffs this year, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise it's over. Like this is the end of them. Yeah. Do you think they'd keep Booker through it all and just rebuild around Book again? I mean, I, I think it'd be impossible to get rid of him, honestly. They'd have to give – they. I mean, someone would have to give up their whole franchise to get him. Yeah, that's true. So he's almost one of those untouchable guys in the NBA. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the trade deadline. Obviously, there's a lot more names out there. Like we mentioned, you know, DeAndre Ayton, Miles Turner, always on the block. Eric Gordon's his name's been thrown around. OG's name's been thrown around, but I think the asking price is a little too high for that. Gary Trent Jr. actually, I think he could probably get moved pretty easily. And I think yeah, I think he'd add some value to a to a team off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. His role has just been minimized. focused on OG and uh, Scotty, just guys like that. So he's just yeah. kind of fallen off the side. He can definitely help a contender. Yeah, I agree. I, I'd like to see him go somewhere. I, I think the Lakers, I've heard the Lakers of that conversation too. So the Lakers, uh, the Lakers every conversation, man. They are, but they just don't, they don't have anything to give up. Like they don't have any pieces to move. So it's just like, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think, I think we'll see. And then, at that, I mean, at that point, you know, even like a team like the Pelicans would be good for him, but 
you know, on the Pelicans point, I think we can move away from the trade deadline. There's a lot of a lot of guys out there. We could talk about it for hours. Who's going to go where? But at the yeah. end of the day, that's what those trade deadline specials are for. And I can't wait to see Rachel Nichols and the countdown clock and everybody just talking about what's happening and hearing all the buzzers going off. That's my yeah. favorite time of year. But yeah, I couldn't agree more on that. Trade deadline yeah. is so special. Yeah, it truly is. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, on the Pelicans conversation, we mentioned this earlier in the show. Is Brandon Ingram being a bitch? Bitch, question mark? Bitch, question mark. Yeah, no, bitch, period. He's been you know, <laughs> yeah. sitting out on his own. Uh, sounds like the Pels have been ready for him to come back for weeks now. And he's just taking a sweet time. And despite that, like you said, they're sitting in third. So shout out the fucking Pels. Like they're yeah. they're going crazy. Uh, but let I'm yeah, BI, bitch period. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think bitch period for sure. Shout out Zion. Fucking he honestly has proved a lot of people wrong. Everybody was like calling him fat boy, Pillsbury Doughboy, like he wasn't gonna make it, he was gonna be injured the rest of his life. Like he's played great. CJ McCollum's played great. Um, the whole Pelicans organization, honestly, good for them. They're doing really well. But Brandon Ingram, I just don't understand it. Why would you be this guy that you – I actually, people have always said he is throughout his whole career with the Lakers. People kind of just were saying that he didn't give the effort that he should be giving. At this point – he could be their best player. He probably is their best player when he's on the floor. Why wouldn't he? I just don't understand why he wouldn't want to be a part of what's going on right now. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, it's uh, I, I'll be honest. When I saw him, I saw his picture coming into this season, had, had the Afro going, had a giant scraggly beard. And I thought this man is exclusively about buckets for the <laughs> next 25 weeks. That's yep. what I thought. Then he, you know, BI, he's always been a little injury prone. So when he got hurt, I wasn't surprised. It happens every yeah. year. Yeah. So I okay, it happens. He's going to come back. Not his fault. But at this point, it it like you, it. I can't understand why he wouldn't want to be back either. I understand being cautious, but at the same time, well, yeah. Maybe, Go ahead. I, I I'm finished with the point. That was what I was saying. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is he hasn't even been practicing, and it's a toe injury. He's been out since November 25th with a toe injury. It's like a contusion, right? Is that yeah. is that what it was? Yeah, it's basically he stubbed his fucking toe and he's being a bitch sitting on the sideline. That's what right. I'm hearing from it. And uh, yeah, I don't I, like. Yeah, he's getting carried to the playoffs, but what does that do for a squad's chemistry if you're one of your star guys is just right. chilling? Well, and I guess is that is that another point? They're so good right now, and they have a clear path to the playoffs right now. Are they just playing it safe, not playing him? Or it sounds this, like, or is this down. a him thing? This is a him thing, in my opinion. I, I saw an article on Sports Illustrated, and it sounds like it's a him thing. It doesn't yeah. sound like it's a team playing safe. Yeah. Well, that's just unfortunate. So, I, I, he's just going to have that reputation his whole career if this keeps, you know, if this keeps up. Like yep. he doesn't care. That's that's when I see Brandon Ingram, I think he doesn't care. Yeah. No, he's just, I mean, he's hooping whenever he does play, but he's just making his millions and fat chilling. Yeah. I mean, he is a dog 
he does look stoned every time he walks out on the floor. I will say that his eyes are barely open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but Brandon Ingram, come on, man, step it up. I would love to see it. Yeah, one of the smoothest, well, one of the smoothest games in the game right yeah. now. Well, and that that kind of brings me to another point when I was like asking, do you think it's a him thing or an organizational thing? We've talked, people talk about load management all the time. It's becoming more and more talked about. It's becoming a frustration for a lot of fans, a lot of basketball fans alike. Just you buy tickets to see a game, your favorite player doesn't play because they're sitting out due to load management. There's somebody in the back saying, based on the statistics, like they need to sit out this game, this game, this game. In my opinion, it just doesn't, doesn't, isn't good for the game. I know Van Gundy had a tweet about it. Why don't you share what that was all about? Yeah, so uh, I'll pull it up here. But the the gist of the tweet was him saying, uh, despite us all now having so many solid trainers, uh, different different departments to keep players healthy, um, more, way more knowledge that than we used to have about how to keep people healthy. Uh, there's way more groin strains, hammy injuries, things like that that didn't happen whenever players were practicing probably harder more often yeah. uh, in, in a much more physical era at that and it seems like people are sitting way more often now under load management or under some kind of injury quote unquote uh that it it just doesn't make sense right yeah and that was just a bit okay yeah i mean it's just one of those things where i feel like I, t- I said this to you before the show. I feel like for load manage- management, it's just so out there now because people are tweeting about it. The media is so crazy in their faces. And it's less of just, okay, maybe that guy's injured tonight and not really having a report on it. And now it's like, we know everything. We know when load management's happening, things like that. And I think that's more frustrating for the fans. And it is like ticket prices are crazy to go to these NBA games. You pay 100 $50 for nosebleeds and you don't get to see the guy you wanted to go see. Yeah. I've heard some people talking about how they think NBA players should be getting paid based on the amount of games they actually play, mm. which I think is interesting, but also that would just take away from a lot of their heart and love for the game because then people are just measuring them based off percentages rather than actual talent. So sure. Sure. I, I definitely, I see both sides of that. Um, I will say I'm leaning uh, not to uh, what you were just saying, how people only see the value of them for per game and not as a person and yeah. how long they put in to get there. That's, you know, that's unquestionable. Um, but with the current state of how things are, it almost seems like that could be a rule to implement for a year just to get people back in the games, man. Cause like it's, it's been, rough as a, as a, a basketball fan as a fantasy fan it's having so many players miss so many games due to quote unquote load management or injuries i'm sure a lot of them are real i'm sure yeah, I agree. but i'm also sure quite a few may be some bs you know it, it's it, you can't knock it but i i didn't know about that proposition but i wouldn't mind seeing it enacted at least for a season to see what happens yeah. And, you know, it's okay for us to disagree on here because I, in my opinion, I think these guys put their body on the line every night. Mm. They literally are entertainment. Like 
this doesn't exist without them. And so when it comes to overall health throughout the year, and if this really statistically does work to keep players healthier, I'm for it. But I I mean, I, I hear what the other side's saying too, because it's like the game doesn't exist without the players, but also the game doesn't exist without the fans. Yeah. These guys aren't getting paid what they're getting paid if it's not for the people watching. Yep. So it can go both ways. So, yeah. But everybody likes to beat load management with a broomstick and beat it like a dead horse. So we'll move on from that. But I think that's a good point. Van Gundy, you know, speaking, speaking some words there. I think KD, what did KD say about it? He said he was spitting facts. The man was spitting facts. Spitting facts. Well, if KD says it, then. Yeah, we have to agree with it, right? How could you argue? <laughs> On the KD topic, the Brooklyn Nets, I guess we could have mentioned them in trending downward mm. overall too because do you think they can stay afloat without KD? Uh, I think they can stay within the top 10, to be honest. Like they're they're not going to fall off that hard. Um, do you, is there a timeline for when KD's coming back a month? It was a month, yeah, from the injury. So he should be back, I think, around February 10th, something like that. So they got two or three weeks to to just get their shit together and not fall off so hard that KD has to come back and put the franchise on his back. And, you know, Kyrie's not the greatest leader in the world, but I think I think he can handle it for two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, they got, they got Ben Simmons now, and I know he isn't what everybody hoped he would be, but I, I still appreciate the game that he does play. Uh, he plays hard. He's a good defender. Fantastic he's a plus guy on the court. Do what? I would say he's a plus guy on the court for sure. Yeah, absolutely, it's fun to rip on him, but he's a plus guy. You know, he's yeah. So I I do think they'll be okay. Um, I hope once it comes to playoffs, they suck. But I think for now they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah I think you know it's a good point with Simmons too. But I think I think it just gives them an opportunity to let these guys loose a little bit. Mm. A lot of guy like Ben Simmons try to figure it out in this time where he's got more minutes, more space. Um, I hope Kyrie takes leadership, takes the reins. A little worried about that because, like you said, he's not a great leader. It hasn't been a great leader in his career. But this is also an opportunity for him to take that role. Yep. Yeah, so, there's been a lot of controversy around Kyrie, as we all know. Um, yeah. Well, I think this is definitely an opportunity for him to – show you know what he's made of and not succumb to stuff in the past or you know anything be the villain if he wants to be but right. i think he's a good leader definitely his opportunity to trend upward in terms of leadership and overall image in the nba mm-hmm. um i think it's gonna be a, a scary few weeks though without kd it just That's- just they're not the same team you can't get rid of a guy like that and expect them to be half as good so we'll see what happens the east is really close right now and the Cavs, the knicks the heat pacers all those teams could creep up pretty quickly on the net so we'll see what happens there yeah absolutely it's uh yeah it's a close one this season it's it's probably one of the best seasons in a decade definitely i would say next topic of, of discussion we mentioned him earlier we mentioned him picking up some slack for his franchise right now. We also mentioned we don't know why the hell he's still there. Damian Lillard. What are your thoughts on his loyalty to the city, other than the fact that 
they obviously paid him a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. He, it, like, I just don't see them ever winning there. And I feel like he's just kind of wasting any chance he has at a ring if he just continues to be this loyal guy. Like, it's great you're loyal, but, like, come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, man, I, I don't understand it. Him and Beal, I don't understand why they've decided to stay where they've decided to stay in pursuit of a championship. I, obviously, they're not about the championship. It's about the money right now. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, maybe they have goals of in five years they leave and join a contender off the bench. You know, I don't know what they're thinking. But uh, in terms of Lillard, you know, he's been there since they drafted him, what, 2012? Yeah. Uh, over a decade now. He's been there 11 years. And uh, they I, they must be very good to him for him to continue staying there and representing the city and being their franchise guy because he could go anywhere and do that. So. Yeah. And I get they took a chance on him too, you know, like yeah, state, like no one really knew exactly who it was be, but it's like weird to me because he seems that like he's at his best and the most confident when his team is winning. Like in that playoff series against Clippers, he hits that shot, waving goodbye, showing a ton of emotion, like he's that guy. And it's just tough seeing him in a situation where the team's not very good. Because he can go out there and drop 50 points and take over a game. It just like I, I just don't I need to see him on a contending team to even put him in like the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Like he needs to move on from Portland. He he strikes me as the kind of guy that if people tell him that, he's gonna say, fuck off, like I'm doing this my way. And okay. I think he's been here. <laughs> He's been hearing this for so long that, oh, you need to go somewhere to win a ring that he's going to, that's just who he is, that he's like, I'm going to do this my way. Yeah. You know, y'all don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're, you don't play this game like I do. I could see him having that mentality and, you know, it ends up, he doesn't get a ring and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. That sounds pretty accurate. I would say that's definitely something that could happen and probably will happen because he is like that. Yeah. He would have probably moved on by now if he wanted to. What what superstar is going to team up? Not because Lillard's there, but who's going to fucking Portland? You know who's right. Who's calling their agent? And say get me to Portland. Nobody. Right. Grant, who's yeah, not, Grant. yeah, like <laughs> you know. So we'll see what happens with them. I mean, if they keep sucking every year, they'll eventually have a good team with all the draft picks they're getting. But like, we'll see what happens. I I, I think Lillard needs to move on. I think he would be awesome on a team like the Clippers. <laughs> like, you Absolutely. know, like it's just one of those things where if he was in that situation, who knows what could happen. But, or even, even, oh man, I was going to say the Mavericks, but I don't know how Luke would play next to a guy like that. Yeah, that would be 100 points between the two of them every night, but I don't know how many games they would win. Yeah, that's true. That'd be fun to watch. Man, that'd be fun to watch. That would be fun to watch. I agree. <laughs> He'd be good on the fucking heat. I'll tell you that much. Yes, he would. A, a lot of guards would be good on the heat, right? Yeah, now. they would. That's a perfect situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, enough with the Lillard talk. We uh, everybody knows he should be gone, but he's not leaving anytime soon. He's gone twenty sixteen. Well, I think we've reached a point in the episode where we can kind of end with our our last points here and just wanted to mention a topic that is fun to talk about. I think old heads that should be in the NBA, in my opinion, I think DeMarcus cousins could, could play on a team. I think 
like the Clippers, for example, I know he's been in and out of there before, but Zubak is not consistent. They need a backup big guy. They need some energy in that locker room, even the Lakers too. Like just having a guy that come out, have that energy. Yeah. He might get a tech every once in a while, but like he is, he's fighting for the squad. Like, Yep. I think that's a guy that definitely should be in the NBA right now. Do you have anybody that you think should still be in the league? Uh, I, I don't know how other people feel about it, but probably Dwight Howard. Uh, I, you know, I just, I, I love that classic game. Uh, and he's even kind of expanded his game as the, as it has evolved. Uh, obviously not to par cause he's not in the NBA, but if you just stick him down low, he'll block you shots. He'll get you rebounds. And, you know, he's a guy that he could help someone. I was, listening, I was listening to an interview from Dwight Howard today, actually, and he was talking about how he just thinks it's crazy that he became this villain and how people think that he, like, tore apart locker rooms and was the bad guy on teams. And he was saying, like, I don't even have the personality to be the bad guy. Like, he was like, I'm a positive person all the time. Like, there's no way I could ever tear apart a locker room because I'm just not capable of something like that. Mm. I think that could, could have played into what's going on with him too. But I mean, he's tearing it up. What in the Philippines? Uh, not to get too uh, political about it, but there was also a couple of years ago, he had that tranny scandal. Um, yeah. And that was about the time that he really got blackballed for a little bit. And the NBA has always been pretty homophobic, you know, just the culture <laughs> of it. It's, it's, it, you know, they're not exactly allies. So it's, um, you know, I think there's always been a little cloud of that too. They're one of the few leagues that gets away with it. Yeah, sure. But I agree with you. I think that was part of his downtrend, and that really set him back a little bit. I think he could – I mean, he could – like, I don't know why the Lakers got rid of him, to be honest with you. He's a guy that will just set screens, get rebounds. Yep. Like, I think he'd be good, too. I think he could still play in the NBA. I think my yeah. last guy is Melo. He was good yeah. for the Lakers last year. Like, he was good for them. Good for Portland, too? Yeah, came off the bench, hit shots when it mattered, led the second unit. Like, he could be on a contending team. I don't I don't see why he wouldn't be on somebody's bench. I think he could get signed potentially by the trade deadline just to be on a roster, but we'll see. I, I don't understand that either, and he was always one of those guys that struck me as they would have a retirement, and they'd have a retirement ceremony with the team they were on. But instead, he's just not on a team, and it doesn't really make sense to me. At least, you know, I'm surprised that the Knicks don't sign to a fucking 10-day or something, you know? Right. Just to... Or the Nuggets, like. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I agree with you. Yeah, I, it's crazy. He he was one of those guys that never really got respect. No. Honestly, and I think kind of a Lillard situation like in New York. Like, he was didn't want to leave. He wanted to play in New York, and they just didn't have what it take to win, to win, so. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I think he could he could be back in, but that's all I got on my end. You got anybody else? Jamal Crawford maybe sneaking out Never. of retirement. <laughs> you can't I, just put him out there, man. I just yeah. want to see. He's supposed to get you six points. I'm cool. I just want to see him shimmy shake. I agree. I think he could always play until the day he dies. He'll probably be playable in the NBA. But yeah, yeah, he's just yeah, he's special. Yeah. Well. I think that's all we had today for the episode. You know, yeah, man, hey, it was great up this week. Definitely, really appreciate those ten guys, girls, anybody, whoever's out there listening to us. We love Not you. <laughs> yeah, keep listening. Share it with your friends, family. 
even if oh, they yeah. don't basketball, hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next week. That's that like button, baby. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later.